Happy July. I cannot believe how quickly this summer is going. June went by in an absolute blink. But I know so many of you are traveling. I hope that you had an amazing 4th of July and had so much fun with family and friends. We are getting ready to leave on a trip this Sunday. We are going to take all five of the kids, ages 8 to 19, to Costa Rica. Um, Bobby and I had gone when we had only been together about a year. Maybe we were engaged. I'm not sure exactly when it was, but we absolutely loved it. We did the southern side of Costa Rica and the Pacific side, and we just had an amazing time. So we're going to take the kids to do that. And we had family in town for the 4th of July. We've had some parties and some barbecues, and it's been busy, busy, busy. But what I've also been experiencing is that summer, seeing a lot of family, maybe traveling to see family. I've been hearing from friends and from clients, from different people, that there's just a lot of different expectations, a lot of different uh, family dynamics, maybe within your home, maybe within your extended family. So today I'm going to talk about calming the chaos in your relationships. And if you, if this is maybe a trigger to you, if this is maybe something that you have been struggling with, maybe you have a relationship right now that is very, very difficult, maybe wait to listen to this episode when you have some quiet time or some alone time. I do not want to trigger you or to make you upset in any way until you're ready to maybe think about it and to have some quiet time so that you can process. So enjoy this episode. I hope that it's helpful and not hurtful. And again, if you're in a bad place with someone, it might stir some of that up. And so um, just use this episode with caution and when you're ready. Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well. Our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. So I have a few announcements before we jump into this episode about toxic relationships. Number one is that Ashley and I have been talking. You met Ashley a couple episodes ago. She keeps the wheels on the bus, (laughs) so to speak. She helps so much as my assistant and with the essential oil business as well as a lot on the podcast. And we are going to release our episodes now at the front end of the week. We were talking as moms and as health conscious women and business owners that we really like to know the episodes that we want to catch during the week and then fit them into our schedule. So we'll be posting episodes now on Monday and Wednesday for the most part. I know that sometimes things just come up and things don't post or it doesn't go exactly as planned and I 
I appreciate your grace for that, but we're going to try to skip to that. The second announcement is that this month is going to be all about your hormones. And we're going to talk a lot about women's health. We're going to talk about hormones, perimenopause, menopause. Even if you are still having babies and you're not thinking about those two areas, it really all applies though. And so I'm really excited for the episode we have next week with Stephanie Fusnick. I've been getting so much out of her podcast and I'm excited for you to hear from her. But everything that I've been learning about my hormones and trying to lose weight is to get my cortisol level down. Well, guess what is not helping my cortisol level? My summer crazy schedule (laughs) and just things with the kids and balancing not only the household chores, but also working from home, them being home and they're fighting, right? I saw a quote that I don't know if it's real, but it says, did you know that mothers who spend all day with their children produce more cortisol, the stress hormone, than 98% of the world's paying professions? (laughs) I don't know if it's true. What I do know is that my children bicker and argue, and it's not actually awful. I mean, I used to fight with my brothers when I was little. It's not like constant, but when it is, I think it really, really upsets me and strikes, just puts my cortisol level through the roof because I'm really wanting them to have healthy relationships. It is such a passion of mine. I am not a counselor, but I absolutely have gotten counseling for relationships and love to learn about them. And when I see toxic traits, it makes me really nuts. And I want them to be respectful and to be kind to one another. So I've been teaching them a bunch of words that I've learned in counseling over the years. And so we're going to go through some of those today. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that I don't like calling people toxic. I believe that we are all sinners. We all are in need of God's grace. But calling someone toxic is just really an awful thing to say about someone. That being said, when we're trying to get rid of toxic thoughts and emotions and take care of our mental health, especially as it ties into our physical health, toxic relationships can really put your body through the ringer. And maybe you are traveling this summer. Maybe you're going to be coming in contact with hard relationships. We're all juggling different trips and different management of the household and different people coming and going. We're maybe not on the same schedule that we are during the school year. And we're just coming in contact with a lot of people and it stirs up maybe a lot of feelings. Relationships are really hard. It's hard to manage them. It's hard to communicate effectively. So we're going to talk today about some of the research that I have done on my own, but most of it is from my dear, dear counselor that is now passed away, but he taught me so much about healthy relationships, and I'm going to share a lot of that today because I think it's going to help keep your cortisol level down. I think it's going to help give you some clarity and hopefully to teach your family how to have less toxic relationships and calm the chaos in your home that way. So first, let's lay the groundwork that I'm sure that you would agree that all relationships need to show love and respect. 
And if it was that simple, we would all be in perfect marriages and have perfect communication in our households with our children and with coworkers and with people at church and with our friends and with extended family and in-laws and brothers and sisters, and it would all be perfect. The problem is we are not perfect, and this is much easier said than done. So when we talk about what makes relationships toxic, I have come up with a list of, it's really only four things, but within these four things are like tons more. So um, I think that these are the things that you might see and might start to make your relationships feel really dysfunctional. So not healthy, dysfunctional, toxic. If there's, I would say, a percentage of your relationship with someone that you see these traits more than, I don't know, 50 to 60% of the time, then it's probably a toxic relationship because this is just something where when they are calling or when they need something from you, your chest might tighten, you might feel stressed out, you feel that pumping stress level called your cortisol, it's hard to regulate your emotions, it's hard to to just really regulate anything. So here is the list that I have come up with. Number one toxic trait is sarcasm. My counselor, Lauren, would say that sarcasm is like throwing darts, that sarcasm is very rarely funny, and it is usually a way to cut someone down or to kind of make fun of them. It's usually a way to say something that you don't want to say, so you say it with a little bit of humor thrown in there, but it's just really, really mean nonetheless. Sarcasm relies really heavily on tone and context, making it prone to misinterpretation. So I think, especially with our kids, this is the one that I've been teaching, especially my two younger boys, (laughs) this is the one that they don't use appropriately, and it's really, really painful to their relationships. Um, It's very close cousin is passive-aggressive. So this is when you're actually wanting to say something pretty rude or pretty point pointed or mean, but you say it kind of offhanded like it's no big deal. And these are so closely related, they're kind of even hard to define unless you hear them in the moment. But passive-aggressive language sounds like avoidance. Maybe you're like ignoring someone that's being passive-aggressive. You're not outwardly being mean, but it's really rude to ignore someone. Maybe you're using sarcasm, subtle jabs, or even procrastination. Like maybe... You're, you've asked your son to do something and he's like, yeah, I'll get to it and then has no intention of doing it for quite some time. So that is, a, that is being passive aggressive. Or um, I was teasing with the boys on the way to camp this morning because they were asking each other to stop doing something and they would just stop for like a second and then they would just do it again. It's just those little annoyances. But in adult relationships, especially if they're toxic, these two can be used so, so hurtfully to where they have done probably so much damage in relationships that you've had. Number two toxic trait is bad communication. And we could talk about bad communication for days and days and days. But when I think of toxic communication, I mean when someone just ignores you when they literally use bad words in their communication, 
when they are just really difficult to talk to. They're not good listeners. Um, and, and again, when someone is doing this more often than they're not, this becomes a relationship that you don't really trust. And so maybe the person with bad communication, they don't do what they say they're going to do. Um, and so it really comes down to say what you mean. Don't beat around the bush or be sarcastic or passive aggressive. Say what you mean and mean what you say and actually do it and follow through. Take the time to have the good communication. Take the time to make somebody feel really, really valued. Number three, this one is, oh, this one's a hot button for me, is this is lack of honoring other people's boundaries. So this is with your personal space. This is sometimes with your time. Like if someone's late, you're not honoring that boundary. This is honoring the boundary with money. Maybe someone thinks you're rolling in it or wastes things that are yours or borrows something and doesn't give it back. <laughs> um, or maybe they don't appreciate or respect your priorities. Maybe they're always saying something about why you eat so healthy or why you work out. Oh, you just, I don't know why you do all of that, right? A lot of people, it says way more about them than it does about you, but they're not respecting your priorities, or your time, or your money, or just even your personal space. Um, part of the lack of honoring boundaries is also judgment. Maybe you don't agree with how someone else is living their life, but you actually say the judging comment. Well, must be nice to this, right? How much do you, how often have you heard that? Or, well, I would never do that. Or, well, I get it that your kids do that, but I'm not, right? Those are all passive aggressive with not honoring your boundaries and throwing in some judgment on, on the cake as well. Um, and I think that not honoring someone's boundaries is a lot of times because we come to a relationship with what we want out of it rather than good communication and what's in it for both parties. So sometimes it's just not asking any questions or even asking how someone is doing, seeing where they're at. Are they depleted right now? Are they going through a hard time? Are they really busy? Saying, you know, is now a good time to talk? Or do you have a couple minutes? I think respecting the time and the energy, especially for me, is something that means so much to me because I really value my relationships but I don't always have the time if I'm on another call or recording a podcast or doing something. And so I really, really appreciate it when people respect my priorities, my time, and that. Um, and then also part of honoring boundaries, I think, is to be thinking before you talk to someone, really like what what changes are they going through? What are they, what's just different in their life right now? And to come to the relationship with some empathy. A lot of times people that don't respect other people's boundaries, it's because they're only thinking of themselves and they're not really even thinking about the other person, like I said, when they start that conversation. So number four, recipe for toxic relationships is a really big one. And this is probably the most toxic. Um, this is the most painful. This is manipulation. And... Again, Lauren, my counselor, gave me four 
or five different parts of manipulation, and some of them you might not think of. But sometimes someone might m- manipulate you just by being logical. So it sounds like they're they're not being emotional. It sounds like they're not being manipulative. They're just using logic, but they're doing it in a way to try to change you or what you're doing to get their agenda. So it might be like, oh, well, I knew that you had an hour, so it just made sense to me that you would be able to do that, right? They're using logic, but they're using it in a way to manipulate you. And our kids get really good at this. So I'm not calling our children toxic, but they we are all sinners and we do all use these strategies on each other. So it's important to learn them and to be careful. <laughs> um, the second is using guilt. And oh man, guilt trips are so easy to use. Well, I am just so tired. I just wish that you would have done that for me. Or, well, I'm working so hard. I I hear myself do this a lot to the kids. Like, what have you done all day? I have done this and this and this. Because I really do feel like you guys are living the dream life this summer. And I am (laughs) grocery shopping every minute and, and burning the candle at both ends. But it's important to remember who you're talking to and that they can't always relate to you and not to use those guilt trips to manipulate them to get to get them to do what you want. Um, and then helplessness is next. And it's kind of similar to guilt trips, but it's really just playing the victim. Always being the one that, well, I can't do this because I have this or my story's worse than yours or I have this hardship that you don't even understand. Anytime that someone wants their story to be worse (laughs) um, is really toxic for relationships because what you're saying is my pain is greater and yours doesn't matter as much. Even though you might not show your pain to other people, even though you might not even have fully processed your pain yourself, um, people that want to be the victim all of the time are probably some of the most selfish people ever and it, it just is so manipulating. What about flattery? Flattery is one of the manipulation ta- um, <laughs> tactics. And it, this one's really hard to tell because you think that someone's being so nice to you, but they're actually just giving you a lot of compliments so that you'll do what they want you to do. So it's saying like, well, you're just so good at that. Why don't you do it? <laughs> Have you ever known anyone like that? And so you don't really have the time or the energy to do what that person needs, but because they've been so, quote, nice to you, you feel bad that they can't do it and that you do it so well, so you end up doing more than your share. Isn't isn't that nuts? Like, I mean, it's amazing that we have any relationships. And then the, the other one, these two kind of go together, but using threats. A lot of people will actually say, you, you will not be able to see your child unless you do this. Or, I mean, literally people will use threats to get you to do what they want. And this kind of goes into gaslighting. I definitely believe that gaslighting is, a, is an emotional manipulation. Um, this is manipulation when someone subtly or intentionally distorts another person's perception of reality, causing them to doubt their own memory, their own judgment, or their own sanity. And so this one is like, 
oh, once I learned what this was, it comes from that story where a husband would come home drunk every night and he would leave the lantern on in the front of the house, like back in the olden days. And then he wouldn't remember and he would wake up and tell his wife, you left the lantern on. And she, he was abusive, so she wouldn't want to say, no, you came home drunk and left it on. She would just wait, be like, wait, do, did I? Or he's told her that so many times that she doesn't even remember if she did it or not. And so I call it twisting your brain around. If you have someone who tries to twist your brain around or just uses a lot of sarcasm and negative things towards you, that you don't even know what's true anymore. You get so just wrapped around that a lot of times is from gaslighting. And then the fifth um, toxic trait is just being critical. And this is something, it's really hard with our children, especially because we want them to be good. We want them to, we want to be teaching them how to fold laundry or do the dishes or be kind to their brother or think of other people or do their homework in a timely fashion. I mean, I feel like a constant nag in my home because I have to teach people how to do things and we have to stay the course or... We would live in a pig pen with no rules and no respect. But saying it in a way that is kind, speaking the truth in love rather than just being critical or using manipulation tactics to criticize because you don't like how someone's doing something. These are all overlapping and all over the place. And so I'm sure that you could name Tons of other toxic traits. I think that these kind of sum them up because I think that if you think of any bad character traits like lying or stealing, they all really fall into one of these categories. So teach your kids some of these words. I think it's really helpful to call it what it is. And so if the kids are using sarcasm, teach them what sarcasm is and say that was not funny, that was sarcasm, and that cuts down your sister. Okay, to really call it what it is, is to bring function into a dysfunctional situation. So really calling it what it is, teaching these words when they're happening, giving examples. Um, And then number two is setting those boundaries. When someone is treating you disrespectfully or manipulating you, teaching your children or your husband or your friend or yourself that you don't have to put up with it. That if someone is manipulating you, you get to stick or to stay away. You, I almost said stick around. <laughs> you get to step back. If someone is constantly manipulating you, you don't have to be in relationship uh, for a short period of time, for a long period of time. It's really up to you to stay healthy. Number three is to teach others how you need to be treated. And so that's kind of the same with setting boundaries, but it's also... To be honest sometimes and say, you know what, I really don't like it when you talk to me that way and I would appreciate that you didn't. It might not go well. I know that some of these relationships are really, really hard, but it's so important that you explain to other people sometimes when things are hurting that you don't realize, they might not realize we're hurting you. The fourth way to help these toxic relationships is to get healing. And this might look like going to a counselor. It might 
be to write down these relationships that are really, really getting to you, that are really hurting you, that are messing with your cortisol level, your stress, your everything. And then where it is healthy after you have done some healing and some processing, that it's to forgive that person, whether you ever tell them or not. Sometimes it looks like true reconciliation. Sometimes it looks like just setting more of a boundary where you don't spend as much time. And so I hope that as you guys are traveling and are managing your homes, that some of calming the chaos looks like healthy relationship boundaries, setting those rules, setting those intentions. And I hope that this was helpful instead of stirring it all up. And let's just remember that we get to be a leader in our home to have functional relationships and not dysfunctional ones. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well Podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.